day on Striving Double Feature Presents Howling 2 and 7-2, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, and Howling, New Moon Rising. That's Howling 7, 85 and 94. We are on episode 11, covering minutes 11 of both of these films. Let's dive right in, huh? Hey, why not? So, Howling 2, uh, let's see, the guys are seeing the Howling back at the... The the slammer, what I forget I always forget what the name of that club was called, but they're not the club anymore. The lady who may be a werewolf has led three biker guys and their biker gal friend out to a huge, kind of deserted, dilapidated warehouse in the middle of nowhere. Listen to this. I've done minute by minutes for I guess this is probably the perviest because this one has has a bit in it where one of the punks finds uh, an article of clothing and at first I thought it was maybe a shirt like a top then I thought a bra but then when he got closer I thought it looked like some ladies underpants and then you see um, our, our werewolf lady who howls in the first half of the minute and she's off sort of in the distance and I think she's topless and I'm not sure what quite what she has on in her bottom half. Um, you know, there's some leather involved and, and you know, that kind of uh, kinky good stuff. But um, I said, but I suddenly realized what happened was I was trying to, I was rewinding it to see like, okay, how exactly is she dressed right there? It's a little, it's a little tough to see. And then suddenly I realized I watched it like five times and I thought, Dan, you're perving out. So suffice it to say, he picks up an article of clothing, which that didn't actually look like an article of clothing she would have been wearing. But um, I guess it is. I mean, maybe she just has a bag of underpants she carries around and throws down. Uh, but the guy takes a big sniff of it. So, um, that, hey, that's good underpants, if that is. It could be a bra, some sort of brassiere or something like that. I'm not sure. But she is in some state of nearing undress, and um, there's a bit of kinkiness to it. And um, obviously, um, uh, the, the, the the one, what what was his friend's name? Um, I, I forget. It's not Duncan. What, uh, whatever his friend's name, we yeah, rough. And I think he's going to say rough love, rough play, rough something or other. We like it rough. And meanwhile, the other couple had sort of gone half behind some boxes and begun fooling around, saying their hide and seek um, thing. Um, and I just, I just could not. I, well, well, the other thing, yeah, like, the other thing that kept me from uh, watching that scene again to see what state she was in was that "Come on, come on, wherever you are." It's just, I, I just, I heard that, and I thought I never want to hear that again. But of course, I'm gonna have to, you know, record that minute for this, and I'll hear it again at least two or three more times before I post it, but maybe I won't ever have to hear it again after that unless we finally get that Howling 1-8 through Blu-ray box set that I've been screaming for. We're never going to get that. I think it's too many. Too many different... Um, I feel I feel like the right holders... It, I, I feel like it wasn't... Um, 
it was like, you know, Paramount having Friday the 13th, then New Line having it. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's just like a whole bunch of different people had it and <laughs> kept, kept getting passed around. I don't, I don't fully know the story behind it, but, but so I don't think we'll ever get a full proper, unless someone wants to sit down again and work through all of the, um, the rights and everything. Um, I'm not, uh, anyway. So yeah, at the minute it does begin with her running this warehouse, it's like, it's really weird. At first I was like, are those like beds lining that room or are those like coffins, sarcophagi or, or what the hell is, what the hell is this room? If this is a warehouse, it's a really weird room. And then she, she howls a bit and then you see like an ear, like a wolf's ear kind of prick up a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what the werewolves are doing out because if you look at the windows behind them, it clearly seems to be the middle of the day. I've never, I've never, here, here's the thing, it would be one thing if like, well, just look at all the windows all the way around, like it would be one thing if like maybe there was one window they were shining a big light at, you know, from outside for security purposes, but like every window is lit up real bright, it's clearly the middle of the day, no one's trying to, trying to, trying to screw with us here. Now, granted this could be something it could be something to do with the blu-ray it could be do with the high def that that's causing that i mean we've we have had that thing happen on some blue oh uh, the kino lorber blu-ray for um to all a good night all the uh, day for night scenes in that look really good right now and that's because it no longer is bad day for night it just looks like people wandering through woods and standing in you know fields and on um runways in the middle of the day when it should be really bad day for night or or even the child the great 1976 1977 horror film that arrow put out on the um jesus on the second um the hell were those sets called why am i forgetting this the um the the um you know the set with the child and it's the premonition was the premonition on the first one i forget what was on that second one malatesta the premonition which you came from the sea uh the child dream no evil I forget what the other... You know, you know the sense I'm talking about. Why am I blanking on what the hell those are called? I was going to say Homegrown Horrors, but that's the Vinegar Syndrome stuff that's coming out now. And a very good set, too. That Homegrown Horrors Volume 1 set is... Um, yeah, if the, uh, if, the, if the two sets Arrow put out are very 70s, this set is very, very late 80s. And it's a lot of fun. But anyway, um, uh, the, the Child has a bit of that, too, because the first time I saw The Child on video... The, the 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 sequence the big attack sequence with the zombies or whatever the heck they are attacking the two main characters in that weird unused whatever the hell that is space um it was really tough to see what was going on because it's bad day for night it's meant to be that like it's bad or at least this is how i remember it is it's 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 nighttime they get attacked and then the zombies go away when the sun comes out and you see her stumbling alicia Ann stumbling towards her car when it ends is that the sun's coming up but on the on the on the old dvd the something weird dvd and the blu-ray the day for, day for night stuff the filter or whatever it was is gone and so it's it it makes for a much better scene because it really is a well-made scene but at the same time it feels weird that like the zombies kind of go away because it's daytime but it's clearly been daytime the whole time anyway that is a tangent that's what we call a tangent because this scene we're warming up for it i believe this warehouse might be filled with werewolves and these poor chumps are going to get i love just how gross they are you know it's like the lady who is a werewolf she's not so great and the the punk people they're not so great and the yeah rough whatever it is he says with his goofball new wave sunglasses on he's not so great either it's like 
I guess I really miss Reb Brown. Could we get Reb back? I just watched him in uh, The Happy Days. He's in Requiem for a Mouth the other day, and I miss him. Could we please have Reb Brown back? I forget if he screams. If he does his scream, his pet, sort of almost patented scream in this one. But but anyways, yeah, we're inside this warehouse. It's the middle of the night, or is it? And she, I believe she just called forth with her howls, um, her lycanthropic friends, who are probably going to attack these four douchebags in the next minute. We'll find out in the next minute. So that's, that's Howling 2, minute 11. Let's go on to... Uh, Howling New Moon Rising, Minute 11. Ted has ingratiated himself into Harriet and Pappy's Pioneer Town Palace. And when last we saw... What were they doing? Oh, they were dancing around with sombreros and brooms as the um, sort of the Mexican music was playing on the synthesizers. Listen to this. significant shot of sort of a half moon which in one way portends that the werewolf isn't here yet and at the same time says the werewolf isn't here yet so so feel free to enjoy more shenanigans around Harry and Pappy's uh, Pioneer Town Palace more than half of the so so the minute begins with the very end of that previous shot of them dancing around with the brooms and everything with the sombreros on then more than half of the minute is is i guess three shots and it is um it's it's one of those those bits where um it's it's almost really good but it's a little off and so you start to think was this was this again like like you know like um some of the things, some of the jokes they say to each other in the first scene when Ted shows up, was this something that maybe these three guys? It's oh, it's it's that one guy whose name I forget with the glasses who says, um, uh, you know, uh, oh, Pappy, this is Ted. I'll remember him later. And then Brock and Ted. It's Brock, Ted, and the third guy. Um, geez, and um, uh, and they're all sitting at the bar. And it's 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 a weird scene because it takes over it lasts over thirty seconds as three shots. It's a part of a, a werewolf uh, movie. It's the seventh segment in a werewolf. Movie. I guess, I guess I'm I'm trying to think of other movies that had the other series that went up to. Well, let me let me let me just tell you what happens in the shot first. It's Brock is sitting there and he has glasses on, and he has a beer and a shot glass. And he takes a sip of the shot from the shot glass, takes a swig of beer, pushes his glasses up his nose. Then all of a sudden, Ted appears next to him, dressed like Brock, and they go through the exact same motions, more or less, in 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 sync. It actually, what it actually looks like is Ted saying, "You just do it, Brock, and I'll follow you," 
because that's that's the way it looks. And Brock's like uh, almost always like, apart from I think the pushing the um, glasses up the nose, um, Brock seems to be a split second ahead. This ain't the Marx Brothers in Duck Soup doing the mirror sequence. Um, and part of the joy of the mirror sequence with Duck Soup is that is that um, is that Harpo doesn't always get it right. You know, like when when um, uh, uh, Groucho spins all the way around. Um, Harpo doesn't. He just stands there. And then when, when Groucho comes back around, you know, he matches the move he has when he stops. Um, which is much, much funnier than Howling New Moon Rising. Um, which you would think it would be. You'd hope Duck Soup would be funnier than Howling New Moon Rising. And then the third guy shows up at the end and he does the exact same thing too. But he seems a little, he seems a little off too. It's, um, I, I, I really get the feeling that since I, I bet you these were guys who, lived around there who who probably maybe I, I think the guy with the the third guy I think I feel like he works there I'm not sure on Brock I feel like Brock was a um, very steady customer who everybody you know like Norm and and they just kind of brought him in on the movie and I also think that it was something like that that Ted was like you know either well one we don't have a lot of money so we can't do a lot of takes on this um, and someone was probably like, hey, hey, um, Clive, maybe we should use some of this footage to maybe shoot like some werewolf attacks or something. Now, wait a minute. Now, you wait a minute. We got this hilarious bit playing with the shot glass and the beer and the pushing glasses up the nose. We're going to do this. All right. We're going to do this if it takes all day. I doubt it took all day. I, 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 I get the feeling that neither Brock nor the other guy would have sat there all day <laughs> doing this as I don't I don't believe they're actors. Um and uh but but i mean it's it's fun to watch it makes one wonder what one is watching and then when you see the moon it's instantly sort of like oh yeah that's right we're in a werewolf movie and i thought it was actually going to go to um the cop and the priest talking some more but you see a, sh a lo lovely sort of silhouette shot of a bunch of kids sitting on a fence you start to hear harriet singing you see a car and a guy in a road and then it goes in, in back inside the bar, and you see a man talking to a woman. And then you see a shot of the uh, the stage there with Harriet singing and um, with Pappy on stage, and he kind of like tries to get down on one knee, and everyone laughs because he's old and has trouble getting down on on, on one knee. Um, and there's, there's a weird thing where the the camera is way in the back, and so you can see some like heads poking out in the foreground, and Harriet and Pappy and the stage is is lit very blue. And it almost it almost looks like they set the camera up at one end of the room and set like a big TV on the other end. It almost it almost looks like a, like they're on TV. I'm not gonna say like a kinescope or something like that, but it almost looks like they're on TV on the other end. It's it's the lighting I believe that's doing that. But um, and, and I get to what Clive is doing. He's he's making it sort of like um, uh, they're just they're they're doing their their performances and he's just he's probably like hey can i just put the camera back here we'll see some audience we'll see you guys performing don't worry about it you know and and i i would bet you cash money that's you know that's that's what he did he just set it up in a spot because i think whenever we see them on stage we're going to see it from that same angle and so that's that's what it feels like to me is is very much let me set this up let me da 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 and i'll shoot this up. yeah whatever you want whatever you want clive because they loved clive i don't know if they loved clive but um maybe they did I did find this out that my favorite band, Guided by Voices, next July they they're starting a tour again at the end of the year. Next July they will be back in Los Angeles at the Tetragram Ballroom. Uh, July, f oh no, April, April. I'm sorry, forgive me. April first. Why did I say July? April first, and uh, which made me think it was a joke. <laughs>
what was I saying? Oh yeah, so they'll be there April first, and I've seen them. I've seen them there three times. I've seen them there three times. Great shows. Nice, nice venue. But get this, April second. I think there's some sort of which is a Saturday. I think there's some sort of weekend festival going on or something. I could be lying. Um, but they are playing at Harriet and Pappy's. And so when you look at the schedules, like July 1st, Tetragram Ballroom, Los Angeles. Um, July 2nd, um, Harriet and Pappy's, Pioneer Town. And I thought, what the? Oh, I'm going. I am going. I am going. I'm going to rent a car. I'm not taking a car into the desert. I'm taking a rental car. So if I have to leave it, I won't have to worry about it. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to drive in the desert, which I don't like. And I'm not only going to see GBV. That'll be, if I see them at the Tetragram, that'll be my 11th time. And if I see the Harriet Pappies, that'll be my 12th time. From I'll see them for my 12th time at Harriet and Pappies. And I will walk around. And, um, geez, if this if this podcast is still going the way it's going, um, it's, it's still going to be going <laughs> in April. Um, unless I unless I stop doing three at a time. Yeah, so, so I might be going to Harriet and Pappies in April of 2022 provided that we can all not get you know sick again and and you know have to cancel it but and I'm trying to think why why they would go to Harriet and Pappy's it must be different I mean I always thought it was like a country music biker bar and GBV are not um country music at all I mean the closest they ever got to country music I guess what Bob Pollard's 2013 album Honey Locust Honky Tonk where he says this is my country music album but it wasn't really but wow isn't that exciting i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and i'm good they'll have a little clive turner memorial he isn't dead but they'll just have a memorial for him anyways maybe i'll see brock <gasps> i mean it was 25 years ago but brock was probably in his early 30s i would bet he's still there some of those i don't know if harriet's still alive peppy certainly isn't but i'd love to to see somebody from the movie and go excuse me were you in howling new moon rising and just shoot, shoot the breeze with them, maybe get some questions answered. Um, but wow, that's exciting. So I'm going to stop. Actually, I wanted to, I, I'll do this next time. Uh, I'll do this for part two. I wanted to talk about movies that have got to the seventh, um, uh, w- the seventh movie in a franchise. Yeah, for many years, this was the last movie in the Howling franchise, but the Howling Reborn is technically, I guess, eight. I don't think it calls itself Howling Eight, but as Howling Four was a remake of Howling, uh, or well, Howling. Well, yes, Howling Four is basically a remake of Howling, and I think Howling Reborn is a remake of Howling. Um, I think Howling Reborn that is definitely part eight. So I will stop here and let you all go. I hope you're all doing well. And next time we'll be back with um, episode twelve coming in minutes twelve, and hopefully something will happen in Howling Two. Um, werewolf attack. There is going to be no werewolf attack. I believe in Howling Newman Rising, Howling Two. I think Harriet's going to sing for a while, and we'll have a little more shenanigans. Until then, listen to this. (laughs) 